Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. Grain, right. a, a grain of rice, a grain of rice, if you want to tip the scale, just remember that then. Now that small bit of a needle there. Now come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran but we're nice and dry here in a fancy new studio we have down here uh, in the Irish Examiner head office. So, um, joined by a couple of special guests uh, today Ma- and Mark Landers. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> and yourself. <laughs> yeah, myself. Uh, delighted to be joined by Tipperary's uh, 2017 All Ireland referee, Fergal Horgan, and Conor Lane Cork. Three All Ireland's Connor, yeah, yeah, done. yeah. So uh, brilliant to have you, lads. It has been a lot of talk in this studio, or even before we moved into this studio, about some of the weekends about the ref and that will, kind of thing. And will, I suppose, will we have to be careful now? What we no, say here no, with no, the boys no, are here in front no, of us today, no. like we don't, we won't change. No, okay, no, fair enough. Right. The only thing that's barred here is rugby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, look, lads, you know, just I suppose I was trying to think about where where we go with it, what 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 angles we take on it. You know, we're dealing with big time changed games from when myself and Mark played. I would say, especially, would you, is that fair to say? Yeah, I suppose um, the game has gone so fast and so physical now. The players have come up to a new level. Like they're they're just beasts them in around the middle of the field. They're all nearly six foot, one two, maybe fifteen, sixteen stone. Very seldom will you see in the county seen or foot hurler carrying condition now any, uh, as you would maybe twenty years ago. Um, the game has gone so fast and strong, and um, look, it's all for the better, but. As, as I suppose from a refereeing point of view it makes it all the harder for us yeah obviously with hurling I would find that there's way more of a change in, in that the, the kind of swarm tactics that we wouldn't mm. have played in much of and maybe it was just coming in maybe when you were kind of going or yeah. you know uh, but it's changed like there, there's a diff, there's a win in the middle battle in hurling there is has there become is. more it, 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 like the, definitely the hurling game has become a way more physical than what it was what we played in certainly and I was talking to a football man this morning and he was saying that there's huge changes that actually happened on the football side like the rules that have changed significantly in the last number of years in football, I mean, it must be very difficult, Connor, to be a football referee at the moment with yeah, all the changes. Yeah, I suppose it's challenging at times, right, to be fair. Um, for me, I suppose, <coughs> with the new rules, I suppose what they're trying to do is trying to get the ball from A to B is a bit faster and trying to call out to probably the more recycling you know, the, across the field and stuff. But you can kind of see the vision that they have trying to get there, but it's going to be difficult to get there, like, I don't think. Right. Not sure the team is buying into the advanced mark much at the moment. Would it, that yes, one. like there seems to be an advanced mark and there seems to be a defensive yeah. mark as well. Yeah, I suppose what, I've done two league games in the so far in the, in the league and I've only three advanced marks in two league games. Right, okay. And, yeah. and I suppose coming back then to your original question, about the Swarm Tech, like I think a lot of the hurling, I suppose the changes in hurling 
have maybe are they a bit of a hybrid from what has happened in football over the last previous 15 20 years that we get like the football there's a way more challenges going in on the man in possession and that seems to be coming along to the hurling side of things yeah well, there would have been a lot of talk that um obviously they're great friends uh, Brian, Crod- Brian Cody and and Mickey Hart and there would have mm. been a lot of talk that there was a lot of um Exchanges between Tactics. them when when Tyrone were at the top and mm. that Kilkenny were at the top and, and obviously Mick Dempsey being a, a football um, gene pool originally I suppose you know uh, that they would have the spare hand as, mm. <laughs> as mm. we mm. we talk about it a, a fair bit yeah um, Connor you you ref a bit of hurling as well down here yeah you know? I do in club level uh, in Cork I suppose when I started so first my first love was hurling but when I came on the scene um, myself and Colum Lines came on together and there was Dermot and Cahill and Colum so there was three ahead of me at the time and so I went for my interview to Munster and then I said, look, you have to make a choice in the county. Live and move up along. So there's only the two Collins brothers in Clannacilty, Michael and Martin. Michael, so yeah. I chose football then. So um you do football in the weekends nationally. Whenever you come back then, you do a good game of hurling in Cox. It's great to feel the mind to see the slitter up and down the field. And yeah, and do you find much of a difference in that? Or oh, a huge yeah. difference, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think when the cornerback gets the ball in hurling, like he's looking up, he's trying to find the man up along the line, making the run. Where football, it's keep the ball, recycle it, walk it through the lines, walk it back again, bring it back out again. You know, it's very stop Which, which is your terrific? Oh, hurling for me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. That's my own opinion at club level now, but I suppose into county level, hurling is going to. Do you do any bit of football referee? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> a quick no, wasn't that it? That is a no. The kick-up was not, kick not a famous football no. song. Could you, no. encor- could you be encouraged? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we say, and we say, up along the line, lads, with your own, with say your own comrades in hurling in the football side, do lads cross over with hurling in football or would you be like, like Connor has been, like just put to him, either pick one or the other, like? Well, I know in tip, uh, Johnny Ryan, he never refereed a football match either. Um, so maybe it's just a tip thing, We just completely Ireland. But yeah, some of the Paul Dwyer and John Keane, I know, they'd have done county finals in both codes in their own county. Um, Johnny Murphy would have would have done county finals in both codes in Limerick. So yeah, there would be there would be a big crossover, I'd say, from the at the top panel in Ireland. They do, most of them would do football. Barry Kelly and James McGrath have, have done a lot of football matches in Westmead as well. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And is it, it was interesting, Canada, where you said, like, you know, as a football referee, you're yeah. saying you think that the hurling is a way how does the referee know? Yeah, probably it looks to me it looks tougher at the county level. Now, I suppose as Anthony was saying there about there were the, when a player gets positioned, they're swarming him. He's not yeah. getting the room he used to probably get four or five years ago. Yeah. Maybe are the players more fit or no? Are they pushy up in the teams more now? I, I, th- I think I think what has caused that really yeah. is the systems, Connor. You know yeah. that uh, nearly everybody is has four half backs now. Yeah, you know, or in Wexford's case, a sweeper and three half backs yeah. and pulling on a ball. In your own half back line now is nearly a waste of time. Like it's nearly a turnover possession. Like yeah. unless you're very lucky and meet it and it it goes in through a channel fifty yards or something. Yeah. It can look beautiful, but I, I did nearly be advising young lads train them now. Look, you know, your wing back and maybe deep wing back as well, whipping on that ball. You're only going to set up a point for them, and I think that has caused an awful lot of, you know, I have to go down over it. Win possession. So then, two lads are on the back, and you know, maybe they're not fouling, but they're on yeah. top, and they're flipping away, and the ball is held in that area, and that has what's caused these swarms, if you like, and yeah. uh, teams like Limerick, I'm not, being, I'm not giving out about them, but they are really, really strong in that area, yeah. and that's that's why they're so hard to beat. That'll be yeah. my theory on why, yeah. why it's happening. I think I think the big thing in Holland now is that it's like you said about there's no one pulling on the ball, right? But the big thing is when you get the ball, they want you to round the man. You want to break the first tackle at least, right? And that's where that's where the contact always comes in. The loose arm or two lads trying to hold him up, right? So then you have a decision to make. Is he holding or is your man barging? 
right? So do you blow either the two frees or do you play on? You play on, Ferg. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this this is the question, but this this is why these rocks are forming because there's no one getting the ball when you were playing wing back. The ball was coming from the goalie down top of you or or Shawnee McMahon or whoever was there, right? That day is gone. The the, f- the furthest the ball will go now is the forty-five mm. maximum yeah. from a puck out. Yeah. So and then they're taking on the man and it all congests in the middle third. So that's where there's maybe 20 bodies in the middle towards. So what happens when there's a lot of people meeting together? You have problems. Yeah. And that's that's the big problem in Holland, congestion there. So you have a decision to make when you're refereeing dim matches. Like like I asked you the question, do you blow everything you see in that middle toward or do you, give it, do you give it a chance to expand? And personally, I think you should give the player a chance to develop in the middle toward. Mm-hmm. Unless the player is is pulled down to the ground or he can't hit the ball. I think that's where the, the player should be allowed to develop in the middle toward where the big hits are coming in. Even though some media people out there, let's call them, <laughs> including myself and that, I suppose, they'd say if it's a free, it's a free. You have to blow it. No, you don't have to blow it. You can play advantage if you if you see if if advantage is on or you deem that the advantage can be played. You don't have to blow every free. You have to blow the blatant frees, um, obviously, and give out the blatant yellow and red cards. But there's there's times in a match where a play can be let develop, and you have the discretion of the advantage rule with a minimum of five seconds. And look, if you want to get very technical about the five seconds, uh, I know when I'd be refereeing matches and if I saw a foul, I'd, I'd wait one or two, maybe three seconds for about my hand up in the air to acknowledge mm. the foul. Mm, so that yeah. now I'm after getting myself eight seconds. Yeah. And I've broken no rule. I'm, and yeah. But I'd always come back and give the free to the team that's, fa- the, that's fouled. You always give the free to the team that, the, uh, that deserves to get the free if, if advantage doesn't occur. But I wouldn't see any... I think the big hindrance with the advantage rule is the five seconds. Like people are giving the out about. Oh, I, I think it's the hindrance. I think the advantage rule is a brilliant rule for the referee. It's, it's, an, it's a brilliant tool in, in our box to have, mm. but we're restricted to five seconds. But like, is there anybody really checking the five seconds, Fergal? Or is it a case that on a Tuesday after the match, <laughs> some fellas says, "Oh, Jenny, Fergal Hagen is leaving go seven or eight seconds." Like he's he's taking it over. The, like, are you calling before the stewards on a Tuesday? Um, or? No, no, it wouldn't be no. But I, like as I said to you, I, I, my 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 way of working the adventure rule is the way I just said it to you is that I would wait one, two, three mm. seconds if I see a foul to see does he go through the tackle, mm. hand didn't put your hand up, and you five seconds from there. So now you've eight seconds, right? But you're only five seconds from the time you put your hand up into the air. So I just think maybe a slow whistle and give play give the player a chance to develop and see what happens. You can't lose out. There's no one going to come back and say, no. "Well, he wasn't fouled for a goal." No, and I think I think management players, opposition will even see that as being a very fair thing yeah. because look, we, we've all went to games long enough. We all know what is a foul and what isn't a foul. But the, the one thing you don't want is that when a player misses the opportunity that he doesn't. They said, you know we should have actually got the free for that. We would have preferred to get the free for that. And really what you're doing is you're refing with a bit of common sense there. Would it, would it have helped football a fair bit, Connor? Yeah, it does. Yeah, as Fergus said, give the player the opportunity to break the tackle um, and continue on. Then, of course, when it works out, you're a great referee. And then when it doesn't work out, <laughs> it doesn't, not so good, I suppose, there. But as Fergus said, it's a good tool in the box to have. Um, I suppose helping to read the game helps too. Like you would know in your mind that he's going to break this tackle, so just leave him go. And if he doesn't break, then bring him back. Yeah, a bit of common sense. So it's all making you watch. Yeah, of the, course. Yeah, the latter, the runners. Absolutely. Yeah. you can see yeah. if you see someone off your shoulder, or you know he's being pulled, he let go, and he can pop the ball off. Just leave him go. Uh, and I think the big thing with refereeing in, in general is like, and people, it's probably not uh, publicised enough. Like, I think if you're refereeing at the, at the highest level, to have played the game is a massive, massive advantage. Like. If you're watching games or playing games for 20 years, and like Matt was just saying, Mark said there, like 
you can see if a player is clearly fouled and he's going through and he have a clear advantage or he's been pulled back and you know well I know myself I wouldn't score from there that's a huge advantage to have in a match like lads have refereed like at the highest level that have played at the highest level is a massive massive addition and I think like I know the GA has gone down that road before of trying to recruit them ref- they're kind of referees but it's impossible to get someone who has played in the county for 10 or 15 you know, Henry Sheff and Andy Dale yeah. to go up back then and give another 10 years refereeing I think that's th- that's where we're falling down really you know but you can't really be s- you can't speed up your process of becoming a top referee do you know, if I retire at 33 or 4, um, I still have to go through the same system as the lad that's never heard, let's say. He started earlier, obviously. Well, I don't know. I, 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 I started refereeing um, when I was 30. And I, um, I refereed the minor All-Ireland final within four years and the senior All-Ireland final within seven years. So that's, that, that's, that's fast progress. So I, I wouldn't entirely agree with that. that um, okay. Look, it's, certain referees can, can make ground very quick. And certain referees might never make any ground. It's like a horror, an inter-county horror, winning an All-Ireland medal. Like you, if you're on a good team, you win them. If you're not, you don't. And it works the same with referees. If you're seen to be up to the level required, I see no reason why you wouldn't be put in. Yeah, and Connor, I suppose we'd, we'd Congress uh, lately, and I suppose the big one from a lot of hurling people's point of view was the yellow card. And I suppose the theory was that it would make it easier for referees if it was in both sports. Fellow like yourself would be doing both. The black card, is it? Oh, yeah. The, sorry, yeah, the black, black card. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate kind of saying it because my, <laughs> yeah. my mother, who's still hailing her at the age 90 and tunes into yeah. games, and uh, she's oh, glad that black card wasn't there when you were playing. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's no problem with yellows or reds, really. Yeah, I know. I suppose, look, it has cleaned, definitely cleaned up our game of football, in it, to be fair. like You'd be to, very positive on oh, it. That's I would. Uh, yeah. That's football, you have to acknowledge that, in fairness. Like, yeah. um, players are definitely more cautious now. Of committing those those kind of fouls, so um, I suppose your question was with the holding. So it didn't get through. So um, was there any different holding? I don't think so. Really. I'm not really sure. I'll be honest, about it. but and from a football side, they were happy. It came in and it definitely cleaned up that side of it. Yeah. Um, so it's puzzle for us and yeah, like it was a cock motion. I think that the the, the black card and um, I suppose there would be a certain element within the county board. I would feel that uh, that there is more cynical fouling going on now uh, with particularly defenders and forwards, which wasn't there maybe six or seven years ago, but is certainly there now. What, what do you feel about the black card and holding? Well, I, 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 in fairness, I have to agree with most of the managers. I would have been absolutely delighted it didn't come in. Um, look, hurling is a, is a way faster game than football altogether. Like, um, I don't think there's that much, much cynical fouling going on in, in hurling compared to football. Like the body, mm. very, very seldom see a late body check in hurling. Very seldom now, like it would in football. Um Look, is there a, is there a, is there an argument to, to give a penalty for a blatant pull down on the twenty one yard line going in? Maybe, but as regards black card, I think I think referees at the moment have enough to be doing besides bringing another card. We have two cards, yellow and red, and we use them when required. I don't see any reason to change our game. I think we're we're looking for too many changes in the game. I think the game is perfect the way it is at the moment, and it should be left that way. Yeah, someone did say to me though yesterday we we got we got the six goals in Salt Hill. Um, and maybe there'd be an argument in championship we wouldn't have got the six goals, you know, with would there been a takedown um on on two of the six, maybe, you know, if it was championship it was real, do or die, we have to come, win this one to come out of Munster, come out of Leinster, obviously two different Yeah, that's that, that's a good argument. But at the same time, if any of the defenders pulled down the um, the players yesterday, they were all they were all inside in the square when they got the ball or around the square. To be a penalty and a yellow care for one of the top defenders in the game, right? He can't tackle again in the match. And if he does, they're down to 14 men in a knockout game. 
Mm. So I, 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 I think that's a flimsy argument. I think, like, look, Tip or look one, lucky teams last year, they got through after going down to 14 men. Very lucky to get through to the All-Iron final, okay? You saw Richie got sent off in the final, changed the whole game, game over, right? So I, I think teams know know that if they're down to 14 men now, it is virtually impossible to win an county match. So I, I wouldn't see any reason why there'd be any difference yesterday in Salt Hill as there will be in the Championship. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, but we would have discussed it a couple of times, Anthony, that, that certainly the feeling would be out there amongst the general public that referee, the refereeing of a league match versus the refereeing of a championship match, that there's slightly a little bit more left go, Fergal, in a championship match in a league game. Well, I suppose, it, uh, yeah, uh, that's possibly true. I suppose, like, it, or like, and you've uh, heard me saying it on yeah. TV. <laughs> like, referees are like, are like the players, like, they're getting up to speed as well. You must remember that. Like, they, mm. the one thing the referees have to do now is get to a high level of fitness early in January which we didn't have to do before until the end of January so like it often takes a referee one or two matches to get up to speed as well and he might start blowing things to know that he'd be sharper during the summer but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily I know from a personal point of view and I'm sure Connor will, will, will come in on it I wouldn't change my style much from from league to championship right I blow the blatant free especially well, like, okay you might blow more freeze in the winter time because there is more freeze but in the summer, the game becomes way quicker and uh, you don't need to blow half as much. There's not as much hold in a pulling a dragon. And basically because the players are fitter. And, okay? and, the, and the ground conditions the are, ground are, conditions are faster. So harder, yeah. when you put all them things together, you're obviously going to get a faster game and a more free-flowing game. But like some referees, some referees will blow, will be very consistent on technical fouls and very consistent on that throughout the year, whether it is league or championship. And it just depends on, the, on the who's refereeing the game. And I think there's also an onus on management to know what's coming in who's refereeing the match and what they're picking up on there's no point in in criticising X, Y or Z for, for blowing this free or that free I think most managers know now they spend so much money on conditioning and we'll say coaching and analysing and all that they should know what Fergal Horgan is going to pull next Sunday in in, mm. in uh, Tullamore or what Conor Lane pulling in Crow Park there's no excuses for them because they, do, they are doing the analysis on all referees Mm-hmm. You, you, what would you think would take on it Connor? would you be saying you'd, you'd ref the way you'd ref all year round yeah I would agree with Fergal yeah. so the same rules are there in the summer as the winter as you say um, for me the summer's just about getting a bit sharper yourself around the field get into better positions um, trying to get more distance into the into the game so, but the players in are as Fergal said more fitter as well so we'll be hoping they probably move the ball a bit faster which makes the game a bit more open so that'd be kind of my take you know, into the summer anyway. yeah we, we we had a great discussion with with TJ Ryan and TJ was strong on certain stuff here. Um, was the last one, the last yeah, one, last one yeah, was because of that weekend where we had the the ninety two freeze and the two hurling games, I suppose, and it was an element of frustration out there. Um, like, w- would you think you know looking at the whole Australian rules thing where they use three umpires as they call them, but referees, and they even trialed I think with four last year I think for a time. I think we need to look at at something like that. I mean, I. Like I have to say, you know, the day David Clifford got sent off, you know, the ref would want to have six pairs of eyes nearly, you know, to see what was going on behind him that day up in Eden Dark with, yeah. with Tyrone and a very very difficult for him. I know I had to trust his umpires in that, but um, yeah, I suppose getting back to the um, the Australian thing, I was in Australia it was three years ago with Morris. I was his understudy over there for the when Ireland went to Australia, and they have boundary umpires over there. As you know, all the umpires get paid over there as well the boundary umpires get paid and the officials are on big bucks over there as well so it is easy to have all these boundary umpires and everyone's getting paid they're flying around Australia so that kind of starts that um, probably a different game over there it moves with a faster pace um, 
they have a tackle as well, which is below the shoulder. So it's different stuff uh, over there. So getting back here, I suppose when you start out, you're the only person with you from the start that the lads you trust from day one. Um, I wouldn't have got three and all, three all items only for the lads I have with me. Um, so, but umpiring has changed, like our briefings will be changed and all. Like we kind of have to watch, like for a day from an umpire going to a match, you're standing at the post waving a flag is gone. Like no, they do the time with us, they do the scores with us, they do off the ball with off the ball stuff with us. Um, they kind of track and um, their own quarter of the field and all stuff like that. So I heard just stuff there. So lately, uh, I felt like give uh, an interview about that the people hosting the game should supply umpires. So like you, we just couldn't land on the venue and have four fellas above and trying to brief them and then that's them over for that game. So no, um, the day, I think we just need, we need our own players that are trained up in Crow Park as well. So um, without the lads, I suppose um, they could, we kind of trust them and we're used to them. Getting back to that incident above in, in, in Tyrone, I suppose to be fair to the referee on the day, he was booking a player um, that happened behind his back. And it's just the information that he got from the umpire was the incorrect information. It wasn't correct. And that's what led to that. So it kind of opened up another another sit abroad for us that we have to be more observant as um this was the linesmen have to be more observant and umpires have to be more observant of what stuff is going on. And the one thing and like yeah. I watched that incident on the day yeah. of the Clifford thing, right? And yeah. I saw the television view, yeah. right? And I said to myself, like, I'd be shocked if the umpire, yeah. you know, are we seeing the full? Are we seeing the full evidence here okay, that yeah. there was a second yellow card going to be branded? Yeah. And you know, if, if you're saying that the, that the information was incorrect that came to the referee afterwards, that's yeah. where the, the trust in the umpires comes into exactly. It, like. like yeah, I suppose we haven't seen, we didn't see the television. What previously went down before the soap came on, correct? But after that, obviously, what we've seen in television, the wrong information was given, and you just hold your hand up and get it wrong. Like as referees and umpires, we do get things wrong. So I've no problem saying we get things wrong. Like so. Yeah. Um, let's hope is that your question about well I, I think the, the whole umpire issue though, just kind of hit on it there. Yeah. like we'll say the likes of we'll say lads in the Sunday game or lads on the whoever writing on the papers right they just just a lot of throwaway comments about umpires okay um, <laughs> the no, fellow that had eight points the night before yeah but no I'm just saying like pe- do people forget that like like we're really we're really we're really dealing with professional players really right in all but name right we go to a match where we get no match fee for refereeing the match, right? The umpires get nothing at all for being at the match. No no mileage, no nothing. They get their dinner on the way home that they can get at home anyway before they leave, right? <laughs> they don't get a pass for the National League even. And here we are sitting down behind the desk or paid officials criticising four umpires that are there just because they love the game. Yeah, and they've been brought up with you, and they want to do what they can for you. Yeah, like it's a big issue. It's a big. And if you're doing big, if you're doing a hearty cup match, they're on a with Wednesday, me. They, they, they're they'll, with me. They'll even take a half day they, time. Well, so. they'll, they'll, they'll they'll do their best or if it's given cup match, yeah. and like we get, I want to make it clear because a lot of people think referees are getting paid. We get absolutely nothing for refereeing above and Crow Park. Only fifty cent a mile from Tipperary to Crow Park and home. Right, one hundred and twenty euros for the day. We're gone at ten o'clock in the morning and home at 10 o'clock in the night. So I just think when people are criticising umpires and referees, and I know you, everyone is trying to be balanced in their view, they should take into account that the five people are probably the only people in the field that day that are getting nothing to be there. And and, and the 30 players, don't forget. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't agree totally with you on the 30 players. I think the players are well looked after. I think a lot of them are getting company cares, they're getting good jobs. We get none of them perks. Yeah, and I, I look at I've argued for a while that we should have a football professional panel 
if fellas were willing to do it because a lot of us might want to give up their job or mm. whatever but that we, we could possibly look at mm. that because you'd be a few enough in number we could surely afford it if it would help the games I think it, it would be it would be a great move I, I, I certainly would have no problem with it anyway uh, mm. yeah, I think and, I and I think you made a very valid point Virgil there about we'll say the throwaway comments and stuff like that because I was always very conscious when you were a player that a paper or a television programme might say, look, you know, such and such didn't have a great game today or he did something or, you know, got a red card and this guy's going to work tomorrow morning, he's going to get stick, he could be meeting customers and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be very conscious of the referee plus the umpires that are getting that stick. Did they actually have a job to go to the following day? Like, you know, mm-hmm. so certainly there is times where you have to be very, very conscious about what is said and to have your facts right. Like, but you've, you've outlined this, you know, a serious situation there. Everybody's doing it for the love of the game. There's, is what you're, is what you're saying. T, TJ's attitude when he was on when we, that Monday morning after that, after I said that weekend, like was that that we have two more refs as linesmen. Like, should we be making? Like I, I said to you before we came on air there, and I would say like, just I'll just say Limerick. They're after topping their group. Just say there's a schmazzle around Limerick Square, and Sean Finn tips it back to Nicky Quaid. Nicky Quaid with a bit of a wind. Gives it Holly down on top of Aaron Galan and and a defender. I mean, how can you possibly? I mean, we talk about the fitness levels and stuff like that in a minute. But like, if you were breaking the bleep test, how can you possibly know what's going on there? Well, I suppose firstly, Anthony uh, TG, he, he's looking for two uh, the, the two linesmen are referees. I know, but Already. he's just saying, are we are we making enough use of them now? And I, well, I don't want to misquote him now. Yeah, that yeah. was no, the gist of what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Up, up, am I right in saying up to Congress last week the umpa- the linesmen couldn't? Make a decision. I couldn't call a free. Am I right in saying yeah, that? That's correct. Yeah. Right. But with all due respects, Fergal, we have two referees there, and they're not allowed to interact with you and or call a free. Well, we do. We do. Uh, that's not. That's not entirely correct. We do interact with each other, but you, you also can't have a linesman refereeing the match. Correct. And let me tell you, like when you're refereeing a match, there is there is linesmen out there who would, would like to referee the match for you as well. Okay, so you you can't have that scenario. Mm-hmm. Now, while we do we do correspond to each other as regards, if uh, we say the scenario Anthony just gave, if they're pushing the back below in the corner, you have a linesman with you, Connor Lane, say if they're clear pushing the back, I'd blow the free, no problem. But that's because he, is he mic'd up he's to you now, so me. he he's yes. actually talking to you. Yes. So okay. So we do we do communicate. It's not as if we just don't talk for the whole game. There is communication there. My own pairs are wired up as well. One each, each end for a square ball or a ball or a goal that shouldn't be allowed. The boys won't go for the flag. We're talking to each other before anyone sees any decision being made. So there is there is communicate. There is a lot of communication going on. And again, the problem is it's been misinterpreted on the media and papers and things. Right? They don't understand that. I remember I I watched several matches on television where Hawkeye was brought, was being in use right, and lads that were commentating on the match said I can't understand why they're not going for Hawkeye, but like they should know that the Hawkeye will only call back the referee if 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 the incorrect decision has been made. Right. Okay. So there's yes. no need to go to Hawkeye. And and and, and, and are all referees so all inter county games now are all the linesmen and the umpires mic'd up or is it just Fergal Hargan's team? No. Every inter-county referee from National League matches and championship matches are wired up minimum with um, full communication. So you you could be outside the middle field and a long ball goes in and your umpire, you can hear him saying, 15 is clearly in the square. Yes. So that's And it's up to me. I, I, it's at my discretion whether I blow it or not. Yeah. Right, but okay. he, he, he can communicate that. Okay. I, Just on that, like I, yeah. I, I will say, you know, I spent nine years on the sideline, I suppose, inter-county with three with there and three with Dublin. I often got the impression some linesmen weren't 
overly upset if the ref wasn't having a great game perceived <laughs> to be honest with you I often got eyes you just needed somebody to confirm name, it for you I'm not going to name any names and I was able to dealt with so many of them but like I'd say how in the Jesus is that a free Billy Johnny Katie whoever you call it and like the shrug of the shoulders and the eyes would go well I wouldn't have given it a free <laughs> you know like, well, I, but I can't do anything about it is there a lot of competition amongst referees guys is there well, of course there is of course there is uh, look refereeing is probably a personal and lonely place at times you don't have the team etiquette as, as some teams look you're up there yourself with your umpires everyone wants to referee the big games only one for they can get an all-in final or one for they can only get a semi-final so um, I suppose it's a personal thing and I suppose you have to be tough and you have to be kind of greedy at times as well like that you want to make it to the top you know mm-hmm. but when I'm doing the line, obviously, I'm in focus on the line. You help the referee on the day 100%. You have to back him 100% on the day. Well, no well, business being there otherwise. Yeah, like. I, I, like, I, I think, um, just come back in on McConnell saying there, like, it, it, it's very easy to see, like Anthony was saying there, about uh, if, a, if a linesman doesn't want to be there or doesn't want to interact, that can be seen very clearly by the by the powers that be in the Lesley are picking the referees. And if that happens, you'll have a long summer. Mm. And won't be in the middle of the field. Like I suppose Alan Kelly now was one one referee that comes to my mind that I saw him refereeing at actually underage at the um, the development squad levels at under fifteen was my first time seeing him, and he had got very very high up in terms of the rankings and made one mistake and he seems to have fallen off the face of the earth and like from a hurling perspective I, I looked at the the last twenty years of the referees. I mean, if I go back five years, everybody past five years is retired. It's different on the football side. I can go back 15 years and most of the fellas are still refereeing. Yourself, Connor, Joe McQuillan, David Goff, you know, Morris Egan. They're all still, so the, like the football pool of referees is, is there's a bigger pool of a lot more experienced fellas. Well, but like, does it come to one? Cahal McAllister now. Mm-hmm. Just two two referees now in particular. Well, I can, you kind I, of fell off the cliff yourself last year. Yeah, a bit. I fell off the cliff last year myself, yeah, definitely. Um, but go back to Alan Kelly. Um, Mark I think you've that one completely wrong because he refereed the league final uh, the year before last and he done last year's Ireland semi-final between Kilkenny and Limerick the mm-hmm. second biggest game of the year so he hasn't fallen off the radar but is there a kind of a, a, a weaning back in period I would say because if I went back three years ago he would probably be in the top three or four referees I'd say, and was in line for for an Ireland final maybe well he I, he wasn't I'd say in Ireland for a he had he used to do a provincial final he's never done a provincial mm-hmm. final okay. so he needs to do a provincial final um but look, I, I think you'll see a lot of Ellen Kelly this summer. I don't see I would, I would think so. What yeah. about Carl McAllister? Yeah, I'd say the Carl, same. Carl has refereed three league matches and uh, Carl is always there or thereabouts and a uh, very, very good referee. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was found in. This is great, lads, because we're learning stuff that, you know. <laughs> we are, like, because just, you know, as you said, there's perceptions out there and it's not clearly been, you know, the, the whole thing would say, I mean, I was at the RTE briefing now and, you know, the, what shocked me was sort of the hand passing thing and you know the steps thing they were the two we were told were going to be they were bloody well going to be enforced this year and that the message that the referees were going to be given was that uh, if in doubt blow it and obviously there's been between Don Logue producing a Schlitter below in Limerick <laughs> last year and Der- it's a big one at Derrick's as well like I, I was on with Derrick there two weeks ago and he 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 was there nearly with a magnifying glass on the screen, trying to show the gap between the ball and the thing. You know, that's something I think that we all feel that it slows down the game. We're not advocating throwing the ball to each other around the place, but at the same time, I think a little bit of discretion there makes for a better spectacle for us. I agree. I, I if in doubt, blow. I would be wouldn't be my philosophy on it. I, I would be if in doubt, play on. I think if you're if you're um, if you're blowing a free. 
can't be 100% sure that it, the foul is after a corner. We don't want you to get screwed now for the rest of the year now because you're, you're no, no, giving no. your views far twice. No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> if in doubt, if in, to me, if in doubt in anything in life, you must give the benefit of the doubt to the person that's in possession. Because they're in possession, they're, you have to give them in, unless it's a clear foul. I don't think Connor is going to pull a hand pass unless he, he sees a clear hand pass. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you, you have to be fully sure yeah. that a, a foul has been accorded if you're blowing the whistle, in my opinion. I mean, you, would, you wouldn't have done too many hurling matches yet this year, Connor. No, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Yeah, but even in the football, like, yeah, look, if they're throwing the ball and hand passing the ball, it's probably a split second decision, I think. Look, um, for me, trying to get the bigger calls right, the square balls. The go the red cards, the yellow cards, the black cards. I think the technical fouls will kind of look after us themselves eventually. Like if I miss a hand pass in, in the game and I don't get it wrong, I'll hold my hand up to that one. But if I miss a red card, it's a serious thing for me. Mm. Yeah, well, so. I just think the hand pass has gone. They've gone so the players have gone so fast and fit, and they're gone. Yeah. They're so quick at doing it. Like there might only be a fingernail of daylight between. But that's all it's required. But it's very hard to define that on television or would you say beside like everyone say, Oh, that was the throw or that wasn't the throw. Mm-hmm. But you have to be if you have to be beside the players, I think, to um to deem whether it's been a throw or not. Yeah. Just well, for what about steps? Do you just go on instinct on steps? Do you just say like Paddy got pulled for one yesterday now, Paddy Mara? Yeah, but that was a story. And he nearly knew himself yeah, he kind of jumped in up fairness, and down. In fairness, Johnny Moore, that was that was hundred percent right. He, yeah. he when a player to me when a player goes into the tackle before with kicks his steps and then he goes to the other side of him. Straight away you're blowing that like you know what I mean. If a, if a player has gone through the tackle and he's been held, you'll always give the player the chance to either offload or break the tackle. Do yeah. you know? And it might be an extra step or two, like it might be six steps, five six steps. But I think um, everyone is everyone knows that's that's the way that um, the game has gone and that's that's fine. Do you know the players want that to get through the tackle and offload or to hit the ball. But the ones like parties yesterday was that yeah. he, like as you said he put his hand up. They, they know themselves. Players know themselves. Yeah, yeah. He knew he had the option yeah, of yeah, he went, playing that ball from his right hand side and cut yeah, back. He went, to, he went straight through him, then went to the left, yeah. and he knew he was going over carrying. Yeah, yeah. um, just be, when you're when you're going into matches beforehand, now, and a question for Bonnie, like, would you be like, you know, the management has already after sizing E up now, so they know exactly what Conor Lane is going to leave go or not go. So would you be saying in the back of your mind, come here now, we're playing. It doesn't matter who we're playing against, but there'll be a couple of fellas you might be keeping your eye out for. No, look, you have to go into every game with an open mind. So, um, kind of, my philosophy is, look, you win the first two minutes, you keep it tight. If they want to play football, you just leave it go a small bit. And if they're not playing football and they're breaking rules, you just put it back in. Mm. So I'd kind of leave it go as much as I could, get the ball moving. I think once the ball is moving, everyone's happy and everyone's up and down the field. But, um, no, look, if you see an incident after two minutes, it's a red card, it's a red card, two minutes or 62 minutes, whatever, 17 minutes. So you, would have yeah. to, you have to have an open mind, you just can't win. And so singly out players before matches and stuff like that, that wouldn't be fair to the team's other players, no, to be honest. Mm. That's, that's my Yeah, I think if a player has a red card, got the match before, he's served his time. Mm. It's, a new, it's a new game, you just move on. And, and you de- look, if it, if, it, if, if it happens again, you obviously deal with it, but you don't start looking for yellow and red cards just yeah, because no. the player was red card at the time. But absolutely not. Like when you're refereeing for me, you don't go looking for trouble. You'll find plenty of it if you want it. It's about yeah. the 30 players in the field. It's about them. I love to see Dean Rock scoring 1-5 or Michael Muffy scoring 1-10. A great defender getting the block down. You don't even want to be mentioned to referee if you can. It doesn't always work out that way for you, unfortunately. But for me, it's about the two teams. You're there to affiliate them as much best you can. On you're the you're refereeing every game, so on. It's mirror Absolutely, yeah. 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 You know, you're trying to read the game. I like reading the game. I can know where the ball is going to go. I'm trying to be up in that position and see, unless it gets turned over, you're back down again. You're trying to visualise where the ball is going to go and stuff like that. And trying to get into the game with them, you know, get into the atmosphere. And you're trying to add to the game without yeah. being noticed. I, I think a lot of referees, I know James Owens now is, is one of them. And he never reads the papers, right, in the lead up to matches or 
I don't do social media on any social media forums. They just don't do it. Like he, he just, he just completely blocks, blocks his mind. Like about yeah. the, the question you asked about, would you be looking out for players? I, I I'm the same. I wouldn't um, co- um, interact with social media or reading the papers on the week up to a big game because like everyone has a, has their own views. But I think referees in general, ninety percent of referees will go out with an open mind. And if they, if if they don't, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be doing the job. One hundred percent. Yeah. And, and do you get much stick lads after a match now? Like, you know, you know, players would always get stick going down the street, like if you've been beaten or you had a poor game, like you know. Salute you. <laughs> you know, you know, when you see a fellow coming, you know he'd be giving on you and going to the other side of the street. Would you get much of that now? Not in inter county, really. I suppose what annoys me in inter county game is when you see these boys come with yellow jackets and girls. I said, Jesus Christ, what am I after? Doing here? So <laughs> I'm really able to walk off the field myself. Jimmy Cooney, is it? <laughs> Jimmy Cooney, is it? The, yeah. black, the black suited yeah. guys. You might be heavy or great. Come next to the boys, I hear one now, me saying they're just lifting off the field. I said, well, grand, we can walk off and just. No hassle, no. News don't get any hassle, to be honest about it, no. Put until the boys come on and they're trying to escort you off at times, it gets a bit funny, you know. Yeah. Look, there always a heated moment before half time, there'll be a heated moment after the game, but once it's two or three minutes after the game, it just calms down. You know, yeah. even at work and that, but you don't set your face anyway. No, absolutely thing, no. Right? no. Yeah. Never looked at that question. Everything you'll have to make a phone and set your half time. It's 21 frees to carry or 21 frees to 20 frees to clear. You must tighten up or whatever. They'll never ordinary, all right, but sure, that's expected. Right, okay. So yeah. you, you get a bit of a brief at half time then as well. Oh, we is, do. is that from your own guys? That's have you, have you a statsman? No, no, we no, just ourselves. No, yeah. just my own person might say to me, Look, Fergal, I thought you were hard on clear there in the first half, and you know, like Limerick off with two or three or Galway, mm-hmm. like just tighten up to try and get him, try and get right on both ends. I'd say, Right, that's fine. But no, not look, it's, look you, blow, you blow as you see, like that's the way I, I just blow what I think is a foul. And if it's 20 frees to five, it's 23 to 5 that's yeah. it I have to say I've, I've been guilty of getting onto the linesman about 5 minutes <laughs> for half time you get him in there <laughs> like, I could tell you a few stories back over the years of, of monster council secretaries and things like that going in and trying to go in after him and the guards removing me and Rocky Keith <laughs> <laughs> we won't say what county sir <laughs> think I hear you <laughs> well, you know on, on that look and I'm I, look at I have never I I, you have never refereed me, Connor, or, or, no, or dealt with me in the line. I would always say, Fergal, that you know the, the give respect, get respect thing yeah. would be decent with you, and I would have always found it with Brian as well, especially. Do you know that lads would talk to you? But I would found I would have found with an element of some referees that there was a kind of a don't question me. Do you know? And I know a, a mate of mine uh, was a young ref. You know, starting off with the clear referees and, and, and at one meeting a senior senior referee who would have done a lot of big games over the years moving on now, like one of the things he said to them was like, Do you realise the power you have? You know, your men brought that back kind of kind of wondering. What? You know, but I, I would have found that with some referees that you couldn't. I was captain for a lot of the years, I suppose, while I was playing and God you'd walk up and you see the rugby, you know, you you see Johnny Sexton being able to go over and just say maybe Mm. Was was that a free? What did we do wrong there? What you know? Some of them like straight away. The, the thirteen meters is mm. taken into you. You look crooked at me, and I, I might have only gone over and said, "Jesus, I, I, was that? What's the free for? Like, did he not take about eight steps before he got blocked?" Or, you know, a, a simple enough question, really, and not abusive now in any way. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I would. I, I, I don't see no problem with that, Anthony. I just think like. I'd, I'd, I'd have no problem with uh, talking to a manager before a match both managers both captains I, I'd actually try and do it normally because like Connor will tell you we've been on all star trips and you meet all the players right sit down at a bar you have a bit of dinner with him you have a pint with him after the match have a bit of crack right and I've, I've always carried that uh, into the matches I could talk to sit down with Joe Canning I could sit down with 
um, Colin Galvin or any of the boys and have a pint, right? Or the fellas you've put off now. No, but like, any of them, any of them, you could sit down and have a pint with. And I, I, I'd always find, I, I, I'd like to think that I'd be very approachable as we get. Like, don't overstep the mark, come every time there's a free, what's that for, Fergal? But like, you have to be able to talk to the, to the David Fitzgerald, the Brian Cody's, or if they ask you a question, you have to be able to talk to them. Like, it's, it's, it's as you said, give respect, get respect. It's not a big thing to answer a question. Mm. You know, he's not abusing you. He's only asking you a question. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I would, I would see absolutely no problem with a captain of a team asking you if, if there was a free that was borderline what was for. I wouldn't see any problem with that. What about you, Connor? And Dad? Yeah. Would you have would you, phoned last year, you know, fair pressure doing that replay last year, like, obviously, yeah. that, that Peter or Jim Gavin came over to you, like, and, you know, would they, they wouldn't approach you maybe, but... Yeah, there was there was pressure in that game. That's kind of pressure in every game. We're foreigners, are probably yeah. The rumors, yeah, they they can be tough at times. I suppose like for like from I was some cock. I followed the rugby as well. It'd be all and they, I know of the the rugby referees, the respect they get. No bother meeting managers before games. I want the captains. I kind of use a captain during the during a game as well. Um, so I will say if number two is falling and he's on his last one before. A yellow card, I get word to the captain. I say, get word back to your number two. I say, if he folds again, he's gone. And that works brilliant for me. Nobody knows what's going on. No one sees outside what's happening. Um, so the word filters back to your man and amazing. It stops automatically. He doesn't listen to me. He won't listen to the umpires. He won't listen to the lines. But once the captain says it to him, he cuts it out completely. Or he's, or he's whipped off within five minutes. Or he's whipped off in five minutes. It's amazing how the word goes. So mm. I'm big into communication. If he'll answer you a question, you must have the respect to answer him back. Have to yeah. players yeah. and managers. Oh, I think we, we came across two of the good ones here today. That's my own point of view, to know. Well, like I, I'd be like you, I'd be like you, Anthony. I would be involved in teams in Tipperary and underage coaching in Tipperary, right? And I think, like, if if in any walk of life, if you went if you went to meet the bank manager in the morning, he has to talk to you. Hmm. Otherwise, you can't get a loan off him. Okay, so referee is the same. I meet you next Sunday. You ask me a question, I should be able to answer it because I might meet you the Sunday after. Like mm-hmm. once you're not abusing or abusing any of the officials, I don't see any reason why. I, I do agree with you. Somebody, somebody's a close shop. Yeah. As regards, some lads just don't want. I don't think I've imagined a lot of it now. No, no, it, it is happening. It happens. In, it happens in club matches, even in Tipperary, that you ask a fella a question and he he keep running down the field. He wouldn't even look at you. And I agree with you on that. But I, I do think we need to open up more. Mm-hmm. As not not Fergal Horgan or Conor Lane. I mean, as an association, I don't see any problem with in in time. Should we expand a bit on that? Yeah. Well, like we are definitely dealing with the two top referees in the game here in front of us now, and like I think you're vastly experienced. You're well capable of holding your own in any walk of life. But I think some of maybe the referees that are judging the club games may not be as bang on the rules, and they feel maybe pressurised to a certain point. Uh, I suppose, like you're not going to be pressurising it because you've been there refereeing matches with eighty thousand people. Mm. But like there might be 300 people at a match, at a local match, and someone's giving you a stick from the sideline, and the whole place can hear you, and you just want to tune out. Like, yeah, well, uh, see, the, the big problem at the moment in GA is, and Connor will come in on it, is right, we have a lot of top quality referees, at, we'll say very experienced referees still in the football game, right? Over the last 18 months, we have lost Brian Gavin, James McGrath, Dermot Kerwin, Johnny Ryan. Um, they refereed, I think, 22 provincial finals between them and 12 All-Irelands. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, if you put that on any team, whether it is an inter-county team or anything, how do you replace that in a quick, in a, in a, in a very quick time? Right? So what I'll say to people is on, we ha- there's a lot of new referees on the panel at the moment, right? And we've got a lot of coverage over the last two or three months, which is, which is fair enough, okay? You, must, you have to give them time to bid in to this level of competition. 
it's a massive step up for some of them. Some of them are very young. Some are in their 30s. They're going to be there for the next 15, 18 years. We have to give them a chance to come up to the level of, look, we're, one, we're two of the lucky referees. We've done all our finals, right? As you said, we won't be phased by anyone. And we're not. Do you know what I mean? We, we just go out and referee the game. But some of these lads coming through have to be given a chance. And as I said, we've lost an awful lot of experience in the room in 18 months. Massive. Yeah, Massive. that looks straight out like we were critical of Johnny Murphy on the pod, I suppose, that it, it kind of destroyed the game, the 50 frees. I was in Croker the, on the night. I thought he had a very good game yesterday. In general, I might have been critical of a couple of things early on if I was to be hypercritical. But in the second half, I really thought, you know, he made a good job of it. Mm. No, the free count is a bit lopsided when you saw it afterwards, but maybe that's something Tip have to work on. Uh, also, I'm not saying that. Well, I, I enjoyed the game yesterday. I thought it was an enjoyable, you know, free-flowing game. And, and Well, I suppose if um, I didn't see... Uh, no, not Just to I, give me his credit like I'm that. Not, I didn't see the Wexford um, double match because it's on air and I don't have air, right? That's the reason I didn't see that game. But if you said he had a very good game yesterday and you didn't think he had he had a very good game against Dublin and Wexford, did he learn a lot from the, the, the Dublin-Wexford match? And if he did, if he improved 20 or 30% from that night to yesterday, hasn't that been a great experience yeah. for Johnny going forward? I would say that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He'll, he'll come on again and uh, he's one of the last that's been, that's been tried over the last 12, 18 months. And it's a big step up. Tip and Galway yesterday in Pierce Stadium, as mm. you know, in Pierce Stadium, any day you go up there, as, as a player or an official is a big big um, expectation Tip probably weren't happy with the free count but I looked at the match last night and how, ma- how many of them weren't frees mm-hmm. yeah I, would, I wouldn't have said that there was blatant ones that, that were given against Tip like definitely no mm-hmm. it, was, it was just surprising to see the stat at the end of it yeah. you know you don't probably expect you think it'll be close enough but uh, no I, I definitely thought credit where credit's due he, he, he had a much better game as you said 30 to 40 percent up on the performance. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's what's that's out there at the moment is um, at the end of the games the timekeeping side of things. So I suppose it's great to have a board of here again. Like there seems to be an awful lot of time at the in the second half of the game. Can you kind of explain to the to, to the people listening what like I, I suppose particularly Anthony with the game yesterday, Offaly and Antrim. Antrim yeah. I think Offaly are probably feeling a little bit aggrieved today, and it came up last night about the the timekeeper at the end of well, that Antrim got two goals in, in in injury time. I suppose um, we didn't see the game last night. It wasn't on the Sunday game. There was um, there was eight subs used in the in the game in the second half. in the second half. So like you're talking a minimum minimum of 30 seconds per substitution normally could be more if leads are in front and dragging their heels or whatever so like that's um, up on four or five minutes straight away with no injury in the second half right I think six minutes went up on the board so that was that looks correct from here and seemingly according to the Sunday game last night that there was other stoppages in, in the injury time so in four stoppages so um, my answer to the eight minutes would be um, what stopped Offaly from scoring in the eight minutes Mm-hmm. So you know, you're, you're saying in some respects the results sometimes dictates what people are saying yes. afterwards they're blaming the, yes. the referee Absolutely. because this is kind of oh, sure, yep. if the injury time wasn't played we'd have won the game and stuff and the, so big one, the big one we're hearing about especially from the referee side of things is there was only one minute played in the first half and there was eight in the second half well did people looking in so not realise that all this 90% of subs are used yeah. in the county matches in the last 15-20 minutes that's where the time comes in we, we're not making the substitutions but a lot of talk, Connor, as well, and it's ironic, having a little giggle there yesterday, the Offaly lads being caught with the two extra minutes 
the two less minutes caught me out there with them a few years <laughs> back. Yeah. Give, give back. over there, Will. It's a long no, time ago. No. Move on, move on, If you're listening, Michael Dyglin, you didn't bring it up on your interview day on RT1 yesterday. Uh, but Connor, a lot, a lot of, a lot of. No, in fairness, look, they had it won, and sure, it was an awful sucker punch for them, and to be stuck down there again. But I think ultimately they have to win the Christie Ring from their point of view, and that that'll be progress for the year. Um, a lot of, a lot of talk, Connor, is you know, should should we take the timekeeping away from the refs and make their life a bit easier, go to a hooter at the end, um, you know, maybe yeah. stop the clock as we go on, you know, that, that, yeah, do, yeah, that you'd yeah, communicate yeah. to the... Like the rugby, like, yeah, look, for me personally, I'd have no issue with it. If the GA said, look, we're putting another official to do the clock for you, absolutely no problem to be another tool in our box going forward. Um, to happen to me in the club final, I think last year's Kilcool and um, Cora Finn, like six mm. minutes in the second half, mm. and we ended up having incident over by the Hogan, then we got injured. And then he was substituted after the injury, so he actually walked all of us off the field at another three minutes and killed, I mean, ended up playing nine and Kilku got a goal in the ninth minute to draw the game to send it extra time. So sometimes it's out of all discretion what happens actually between substitutions and injuries and there could be a bit of a, a melee, bits and pieces like that. But look, um, if you said to me, would there be any problems with uh, a person, another official doing the clock? Absolutely not a problem. Anything to make our life easier. Yeah. We'd I think it makes sense as well. I, I'm not no in favour of the countdown thing, you know, yeah. where we're 10, 9, 8. I, do you think there could be negativity on that? Yeah. Do you think for me, right, uh, looking at the ladies game, we'll say uh, Claire were up five, four points and Tipper playing against them and Nick Sinclair decides to hold the ball for two minutes that's left in the clock and just start recycling the ball and recycling the ball that's the only show you'd have with it mm. and they could just soar away around the ball below and we'll say you're into the field and they're just winding down the clock that's well, the only problem but I, I, I wonder is the time thing a storm in a teacup as well like um, yeah. the, like if if, the, if Anthony Daly is over a team and Mark Lanz is over the other team if five minutes goes up the team that's in front have a problem with the five minutes but the team that are behind never have a problem with it it's never a question. <laughs> I don't disagree. Like, when your men, no, men had come out besides me at halftime, like, it's always shagging two, <laughs> I'd say, yeah, like, Just like, go back to yesterday's game. If Offaly had scored another two points or a point in that injury time, we wouldn't be talking about time. There'd be no mention of time last night on the Sunday game or on anyone's... We wouldn't be talking about it today. Now, we might be talking about it in general, but I'm just saying it's always the team that were in front and get caught, yeah. have an yeah, issue yeah. with it. Would you, know. you have got much jib off the Corofin boys? No, as as Fergal said, they actually they were up the point they were up three points whatever, and they just actually went back deep and just started defending and drew Kilku on them and got caught and just the draw they didn't up win it actually next time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, think, um, I think the big misunderstanding with the public in general is that when four minutes goes up on the board, they're waiting for the whistle at three fifty nine, yeah. which is a big mistake because the four minutes is only minimal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing at least four minutes. Yeah. Sure, so much can happen in the four minutes. Absolutely. Well, what teams are, what teams are doing in the four minutes and they're only cutting on to it now is to start making two or three substitutions yeah. and think you're still going to blow after four minutes you're not now, now we're going to five and a half lads yeah, yeah. so do you yeah. want to keep bringing on substitutions is it a problem with the sin bin Connor? that you know the yeah off and teams are trying to slow it down a bit yeah. and I suppose yeah there is a lot of work to, to be fair like uh, um, how did it work at club level could be challenging <laughs> would be the word I'd say <laughs> I actually did a line there for a league game in Warford and Wexford John Ryan from McCroom Riff tonight actually and he did a great job but actually that night we got a, a young fella from Waterford another official to help us with the black card so I was doing the line and the fourth official was doing the subs he was doing the black card and the fella with the time so he was in the same minute as well we were trying to get him on 
get the men, get the subs on with the board and get him on. So it's challenging. Yeah. It is challenging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a bit of work to like. We were lucky we kicked the yeah. touch on that for the hurling, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'd been a lot of helmets coming yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other thing, lads, you know, look, you've been just superb with your time and, and you know, the insights you've given us as well, I should have done this years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Make all but life you know, easier. <laughs> the whole thing with the fitness thing now, you know, and 17.4 in the, in the bleep test, is it? Yeah, 17.4 uh, for the summer, for the yeah, championship. For the yeah, for the championship. Like, yeah. 17.4 is fair going. Like, it's tough, you know, yeah. Um, Mark Landers yeah. told me his highest was 16.9 there. <laughs> yeah. And that was back in 99 when he was captain yeah. in Cork. That was around July or August. <laughs> <laughs> but are we losing? Like, do we want great athletes or great referees now, lads? Um, I suppose, look, for me and for, for the lads, Crow Park have to set the standard somewhere, right? Uh, for me, your fitness is your personal thing. It's up to yourself what you want to do with it. Um, we can drink away all Christmas, don't train, and then go up to Crow Park and see, can you get 60 in it, right? You probably won't. So obviously what you do over Christmas, like we, I know Christmas this year, I had to train. They set the standard of 60 in it, so you train and you watch your diet. You do your gym programs with a personal trainer and stuff like that. Hurl- hurlers, hurlers and footballers yeah. up and down the country had so Christmases. Christ- I know, Connor. that's where we are. But that's the standard they put for you. So you want to go up and you do it and you pass it or you don't. So for me personally, that's what I want to do. And the summer now, we're back training again. 17-6 is our, our mark for the championship. So you train to that. And mentally, you just get it. So we have to train above to get it. So aiming for 17-6 to get, or 17-7 to get 17-6. So I say it's a personal thing. Like it's this what I want to do. I want to make the championship yeah. again this year, and I want to put my best foot forward. Is it for everyone? Is it too high? It's not my choice. It's what Aidan Brady and Crow Park have put for us. So for me, um, I'll do everything I can to get it as in gym, recovery, training, and and, and, and the best thing is I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the challenge. Did you mention Fergal how, how many refs we've lost in recent times? Yeah. You know, real experienced refs, <laughs> massive amount of provincial finals behind them, all Ireland finals behind them. Yeah, it's, um, it's um, it's yeah, it's it's. T- I I don't think we should be losing anyone because of it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think uh, how, how the the question has to be asked: How do we get these boys to get them over the line? You know, are we doing enough as as a body to get them over the line? Is there help on that? Well, with we, regards nutrition and well, yes, there, we do. We get it, and we do. In fairness, we're we're in Crow Park. We do a fitness session maybe once or maybe twice every six weeks with with um Aidan Brady, who's very good. He's with DCU, right? But I'm just saying, in, in as a, as a whole. If like we'll say when Brian was when Brian Gavin was referee now like and everyone knows he t- Brian tell you himself he made no secret of he always found it hard to get over the line right but was he able to referee mm. by God was he mm. able to referee right uh, Brian was gone at forty right same age as I am today forty years of age um, could we have done with Brian Gavin over the last three years absolutely mm. now but Brian went on his own accord um, but obviously Brian one of the factors was Brian knew that he'd find it hard to get over the line. But from a personal point of view, would you have, would, could you work harder to get Brian to that level? Could you put more into him? Do you know, like get him yeah. into a gym and make sure he's looked after by a proper man to get him to get him over the line. Yeah. It's an extra. It might be. It might cost a thousand pound a year to do it. Yeah, his gym membership should be looked for, after. Do you know what I mean? Somebody Just, in his local gym with yeah. St. Tullamore so, or wherever. But my big my big raw would be, and I'd answer your question is, I don't think we should lose anyone because of that. Unless he's only at 14 and he's six stone overweight and he have no chance of passing the fitness test. Yeah. But Gavin Fairness team was always one or two. Do you know? And even Johnny, who was a very good friend of mine, Johnny Ryan, was always on the... Pr- do you know what I mean? Trying to get him over the line. <laughs> 17, 17, 1, right? Come on, Johnny, we'll yeah. yeah. go. One last push. <laughs> but he was able to referee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, and Johnny's problem was not really fitness. Johnny had a big problem with his knee. He actually got it done since he retired. He, he actually had no knee, really. Just bone on bone. He had no cruciate or no ligaments or whatever. 
So, but um, like the lads liked him. We didn't need to. We didn't know Johnny is fifty now. He's gone. He's up to the age. But like there was ten years left in Gav. Like, did we need to lose? Yeah. We don't need to lose anyone. We need them all. And that's the one big question at 50 years of age. Why put a barrier in front? Like, you're two very, very fit guys at the moment, right? And I said, the way you mind yourselves, you can continue on past 50 years of age. Why should there be a barrier put in front of a referee if he's fit enough and he is doing the job well? Why should he be actually asked to step aside from 50 years of age? Surely, Les, is wrong. Yeah, I suppose it's a good point. But this was the way they're probably looking at this intercounty young fella, 22 at the top of his game, holding with a 50 year old belt to get up and down that holding field with him. Well, if the, I suppose if you're doing the 17.4 and, yeah. you, and your stats. Well, I, I'd, I'd have to, I come in on that one. I, I mark, yeah. I, it's the first time I disagree with you today. I think 50 is it's fine. I is it the same for club? That's no, no, no you can referee club until you never Yeah, because we, we, you know Ambrose Hagney, and yeah, yeah. Ambrose will be running marathons, like he'd be yeah, passing yeah, you out, yeah. and yeah. you thought you were going flat out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, I, I think the 50 is a good rule in, in two ways. I think number one is, um, you wouldn't be, I don't think, no matter how fit you are, I think you have enough of that 50, like yeah. we're on I, I, I no, no problem with that, Fergal. Yeah. If, if a fella, um, if a fella, you know, is gone past his cell by date, not an issue. But for a fella, Dickie Murphy now is one fella. We'd have, we'd have played under him mm. an awful lot like oh what a referee like just he yeah. had that charisma about him that you, there couldn't be a fight break out like you know yeah. Yeah, he was one of the guys that the respect thing would yeah, 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 huge. absolutely like, huge yeah. but the second thing for me would be that um, like if Fergal Horgan said refereeing for the next 10 years right um, every big match then you'd be considered to be refereeing it and the fellow that's 25 or 30 months to the panel mm-hmm. where does he make the, that the, breakthrough yeah, okay. like, I, every, I, yeah, I every, it has to be a cycle of like Andy said earlier on if he started refereeing, would he have to go all through this process to get there? Mm. I would say no. And I think it should be the same at the top level. I think Connor has three, very lucky to get three. It's very hard to get three all irons, right? Mm. Dickie Murphy done four, Brian Gavin done four. He's probably a certainty to hit four, if not higher, right? Mm. I'm from Tipperary and Johnny was the same. Tip had been in nine of the last six, 16 finals or something, right? Yeah. So I've been ruled out of nine all irons. And mm. lucky to get the one I got, tip or bet by Galway by a point. Right. right, it's all about look and the right timing. I think Connor does a bit of a renaissance going on. <laughs> right, yeah. like <laughs> I leave him off for that one. <laughs> stuff, we, we, we had the whole pile of action over the weekend. The big one was in Galway, I suppose. Marco, winner take all. Um, either some meltdown by tip or some yeah. comeback by Galway. Yeah, a bit, a bit of both, I'd say, Anthony. Um, I suppose you know, this is the second time it's happened to tip early this year. They were well up against Limerick in the first round of the league. But they got 14 points up at one stage early in the second half and were pegged back and yesterday again. But you know what? They got a couple of goals in the front in the first half, which I thought last over a little bit the way the play was for me. I thought Tip looked a little bit leggy yesterday and um, I think Galway probably needed it. Like after getting the bounce, winning against Cork probably, once against the Hibbert at half time. You know, Cork. Yeah, Cork looked like they were going to win. But that's a hard place to go over the crowd. And like even there was and an the incident wind. again yesterday, like mm. out beside the crowd when you know, there's a couple of dunts going in, like, you know, and the crowd when it gets behind you there on Sally, like it's it's they're very hard to beat. But you know, I'd have to give mention to Connor Whelan again, his farm has been outstanding again. Mm. Like the second goal yesterday. In after in after the upright is fantastic. Yeah, I was going you know? to put him into my old fantasy hurling team because <laughs> I'm I'm saying he's going to explode any day. Nah, yeah. I didn't. I, you know, I, I, from a tip point of view, I'd be, I'd be I was very worried yesterday evening. Um, I know they're flying out this morning to Spain for for a week's holidays or a week training or sorry, not a holiday, a week's training camp. Um, I think they're nine or ten weeks away now from the first competitive match in Walsh Park, and I can tell you. Liam Cahill is sitting very pretty, I think, um, at the moment with the with the Warford team. He made eight or nine changes again Saturday night. 
made five or six the week before. He's after blood and a lot of new blood. And uh, as you all know, going to Walsh Park on any given Sunday, he, Liam, and Liam Cahill, there is no better man at getting a team ready for a big championship mm. match. Mm. He's been the best manager at, at underage level that Tip has ever produced. Let's no bear none. He has won mm. three or four All-Irons and lost another minor. He's got five All-Irons. He's an exceptional talent, right? Mm. And Tip will have to improve massively from yesterday because we, we conceded very, very soft goals at the wrong, wrong time. Um, defensively, we, we were we were very jittery a lot of the time. When Cahill Barr is out of our full back line, we're in big trouble and it showed that yesterday. I think even Tommy Dunn at half time was interviewed and he said, I think seven flatters us a bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right there. Yeah, but it, you, you just mentioned the Cahill Barr, he just taught us something there now, right? That game was a refix game, right? Cahill Barrett missed out the game. Now, he hears about the, the sendings off the red cards. Robbie Flynn got a red card uh, on the last game. A few for Well, uh, did, thanks, Taylor. <laughs> thanks, Taylor. <laughs> I was afraid you weren't going to No, 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 no. <laughs> Good call commentary. But, and it was a correct red card, so that's, 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 yeah. that's clear. But the reality is he's going to miss the first round of the championship. Cahill Barrett's game... He was sent off the last day, and it's a refix game. He's thrown all the fixtures back, and he's not, he's not going to miss the championship. For some game. miracle carrier in the two A final, like the miracle two goals in, in the last two minutes of added on time. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was a major faux pas that last weekend did the third games weren't on and a final Correct. full round but, on yesterday. But to me now, the one question I want to ask both of you is like, he was sent off in a league game, and normally it's the same either championship or league or the same standard of game that you were playing in that the suspension should last for it's the next it's the next um, it's the next game at the same level right but, and I, I saw so the same level is National League into yeah. inter-county senior championship match the same level it's the next game so National it, League and senior inter-county yes, are seen the same they're the two biggest but, competitions in the country but if a fellow was sent off at minor he could play a senior hurling with his club yeah. and, but it would only affect him at minor level yeah. so that, there seems to be I, I would have thought there was an anomaly there that the, it should hold to the league match to be the next league match that he would play that the suspension should arise it no they changed that I think uh, the powers that be yeah. That's, uh, it was an automatic two week yeah. thing one time wasn't yeah it? it's gone it's the, it actually to, you're asking the two wrong lads about that one now because we would know absolutely nothing about that side of things right. only just referee the game and give out the cares and yes. move on yes. yeah. that's up to the powers that be how they administrate um, after yeah. that if, yes. okay. like if 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 Kevin Moran's one is upheld as a red card I presume they'd be nearly appealing it but he missed Dillimerick match Saturday night Correct. and he's free to play now against Tip yeah, you know, which, was, which was tough going really on Robbie I think it was just a mistake I mean the, the, the matches that were called off because of the weather and the storms they should have been on last weekend they should have been on before we, the full final, final round yes, right, yeah. look, look at the position Kerry were in really like Antrim had the choice really who they'd play in the final like, yeah, that's right, I suppose yeah. it didn't really you know I'm not saying they, they were good enough to have they only lost to Kerry by two points yeah. Uh, they looked like they were dead and buried yesterday, you know. Yeah. I suppose Limerick looked good again, Waterford. That's a funny one, though. I was only playing for semi final, quarter final. That's right, yeah. But, like, I suppose Waterford were down a number of players as well. Like, yeah. in his circles, he blooded an awful lot of new players as well. He yeah. found out a little bit about some players that maybe aren't up to it as well. And yeah. you know, I'd always say that about a coming team playing against the best, you'll find out about your weaker fellas very fast mm. yeah. playing against the better team. I teams, think the like. biggest question Liam will have to ask himself is who's his number six going to be? Hmm. Mm. You know, does he play Austin at six or doesn't he? Yeah, there's a good chance Tyke de Burke might be back. Yeah. I think he And mm. I think Cork have the same question. Well yeah. it, I, I, of I all the teams over the league, I think Cork and Warford have they found their six and three? Well yeah. I, I can get I can Cork haven't found it, and that's, that's could, we na- could we name them four players today? 
And yeah. I, I couldn't anyway. Yeah, right. I think Waterford do have the answer in Aston Gleeson. And if Tiger Bucker does come back, I think he'd slot into a nice half back line. You've Caleb Lines, maybe once Kevin Moore. You actually have a choice, a little bit like the Limerick team at the moment. They have four half backs well, at the moment. Will Tiger sleep into full back if, if, if Aston's at six? Maybe. Yeah, or maybe Connor back. Yeah, or has done well in fairness. Yeah, he's done fine, yeah. But I think Tiger Bucker would be a big help in the full back line beside him. Yeah. Very skillful mm. and a great clearance as well. I suppose the other one, just to give before we finish up, guys, and it's fantastic to have you for. Connor, no, great, great, great stuff. Mark as always. Larry on the sound. Larry's gone for your cozy with the new desk. <laughs> like, just, he's he's gone up in the world now. I tell you over there. Um, uh, you know, big game was obviously Westmead and Carlow, but I think deservedly on their league performances, Westmead get yeah, the job ju- done. Ju- you know. Just just about to, to to get through. To be fair, like and you know, I think it's been a massive learning experience for them this year. And I, I suppose Carlow, to be fair, they'll be sent to them says, okay, we we got to we got a hard side to the draw. It was always going to come down to one. Either themselves or Leishas was who... But they were going, going to have two chances though. West they were. Only they, were. One, really. they were only going to have the one opportunity. Yeah. So they stuck it out to be and fair. that's one of and the anomalies that's wrong for next year now, Mark. The winners of the Kerry-Antrim match go into that group where Carlo come out of. Mm. So Westmead are still in the same group for next year. Like it's, okay. it's very tough yeah. going on. <laughs> I, think, I think Westmead will be happy enough with that though. I think yeah, they learned. They learned. Yeah, and I think yeah. Westmead are not a million miles off. Of, we'll say, I think they're a long ways clear of the pack. Yeah. As regards, you know, the Carlos and the behind, like, I think if Eddie Brennan has a full leash team, right, there's not m- much between them. But I think, like, we saw Westmead against Cork now. Mm. Like, they're not, a, they're not a, like, yeah. against Tip two years ago, 17 or 18, push Tip all the way for 64, 65 minutes. And a couple of huge 21 results. Oh, over massive the years. 21. Bickley Kinney there Kinney when Eddie was, in, uh, was manager. Ran Dublin so, like, to a point. I, I, I'd say Westmead won't mind what group they're in. I don't, I, I, I can't see Westmead being relegated any time in the next three or four years. Yeah, and yeah. They, have, they have, of course, that. You know, Killian Dyle won fourteen again yesterday. Two or three of them, you'd be st- yeah. definitely. So great stuff, lads. Enjoy, enjoy your Mondays out there. It's great to get a bit of insight. No, I want to do up my mouth for the rest of the year about referees, <laughs> now because I've been told the whole thing here. Lads. Fair play to you, lads, for coming down. No, 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 Alliance supporting all thirty-two counties through the Alliance leagues. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.